Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. From KQED. If you live or work or even visit San Francisco, you've probably seen somebody on the street going through some kind of mental health episode or drug overdose, somebody who needs medical help. And you probably don't know what to do, and the whole situation feels really helpless. San Francisco Mayor London Breed said this week that the city is moving forward with a pilot program that could force people living on the streets suffering from substance abuse or mental illness to get help whether they want to or not. Some say the city's plan goes too far. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to The Bay. What is conservatorship? How does it work? Conservatorship is when the city decides that an individual cannot take care of themselves. And so the city steps in to care for that individual's basic needs. This is Kate Wolf. She's a reporter for KQED. What do they mean by basic needs? They mean that if someone is living outside and is addicted to drugs and is mentally ill, and might be a danger to themselves or others, the city wants to step in to make sure that they get treatment, but also things like making sure that they are are able to get food and shelter and medicine. The state legislature passed a bill last year that allows three counties in the state, San Diego, Los Angeles, and San Francisco, to start conservatorship programs for people with severe mental illness and drug abuse who have been forced into treatment several times during a psychiatric emergency. San Francisco has had the authority to place some people into conservatorship already, but the new state law expands who the city can force to get help. State Senator Scott Weiner, who represents San Francisco, introduced the bill. I first want to thank uh, Governor Jerry Brown for signing Senate Bill 1045 into law. Uh, This bill uh, is uh, a significant step forward in taking a new approach to the epidemics of mental illness and severe drug addiction that we see playing out on our streets every day, and not just in San Francisco, but in cities throughout this state. Uh, At its basic level, what this law does is enable cities and counties to have the authority to make medical decisions for people who are in crisis on the streets. How many people do you think this could affect? The city estimates that about 50 to 100 people would be eligible for this program. And how would San Francisco go about setting up its program? What it would look like is if someone were mentally ill, struggling with substance use disorder, and had been placed in a 5150 hold at least eight times, then the city could petition the courts to put them under court-ordered supervision in a court-ordered housing treatment program. What is a 5150 hold? 
A 5150 hold is when someone, because of a psychotic episode or because of a drug-induced situation, they would be deemed a danger to themselves or others by a doctor, could be a police officer, someone who is qualified to make that decision, and they are put into a 72-hour mandatory hold. That would be psychiatric facility. A psychiatric yeah. facility. Yeah. Yeah. We're here today because we know that compassion and kindness play a role in addressing what we know has been a, a, a real challenge. So and this we week, there was a press conference that, that Mayor Breed and Senator Scott Weiner were at. It was at Bishop Swing Community House. Thank you to the Episcopal Community Services and Bishop Swing Community Housing for hosting us today. Bishop Swing provides permanently supportive housing for over 100 people here in this building, an outcome that we want for all people who go through conservatorship. And thank you to the department. So clearly San Francisco is under a microscope right now, not just because of how many homeless people there are in the street, but because they're part of this three-city group that can move forward with conservatorship. What did Mayor Breed say about San Francisco's desire to move forward with the program? And we all know that San Francisco has a long history of providing compassionate care, but when people don't accept help, and the alternative is that they may die on our streets, we have an obligation to step in. London Breed said that when she was supervisor of the hate, you know, she would see a specific man. Everyone knew who he was. A senior who was schizophrenic who has drug challenges, who everyone, a lot of the merchants and the folks in the community have tried to serve in and out of navigation centers. In when he was not on drugs or not going through a period of psychosis, he was amazing. He was the nicest guy. Uh, when he was, you just hated to see it. You were really scared for him. This one person and what he has gone through and, and the challenges that exist, like I was so determined to do something more to make sure that he is getting the help and the treatment and the support that he needs because everyone is wondering why, and, and with I'm not going to mention his name, but if you live in the Haight-Ashbury, you probably know who he is. People are like, why? Why can't we do more? And now we have an opportunity to do more. She said, you know, this is part of the reason that, that the city needs to be able to step in when someone is repeatedly in and out of the hospital, in and out of jail, needs to be able to step in and, and help that person. Senator Weiner's law requires that we form a conservatorship working group charged with assessing the new conservatorship and making sure that we're meeting the needs of the people who actually qualify. This working group is going to see, you know, how are how are we going to put conservatorship into play here? When SB 1045 passed, it got unanimous approval from the state legislature. So there was clearly support from a lot of lawmakers. What were people in favor saying about mm -hmm. the bill? Thank you very much. And we are joined by Supervisor Mandelman, who is the sponsor of these items. They recognize that this is a loss of civil liberties. They concede that it is. Um, but they say that it's better to have this person lose their ability to make decisions for six months than to die on the street. 
For some people, an involuntary period of sobriety is a necessary precondition to voluntary participation in treatment, and you shouldn't have to go to jail to get that. That is the point of SB 1045. What about the cities themselves? Was there a lot of opposition in the cities where this is actually going to be taking place? Yeah, so it was definitely a battle in the city of San Francisco. You got nerve talk about conservatorship. It's just two steps back instead of one forward. It's just a basic civil rights issue. We strongly believe that all options should be used to make a lasting, positive, long-term impact on the, our neighbors most in need. So take a small step to test out this conservatorship program. Treatment of some kind is better than going to jail. Raphael Mandelman, London Breed, were, they were both in support. But other supervisors had their hesitations. I'm definitely not asserting that we can't walk and chew gum at the same time, but there are a lot of things that are broken before I would just jump into to something like this because at the end of the day, we're taking away folks' civil, civil liberties, and we have to remember that. Um, so, yeah, there are some major concerns with that. Conservatorship so is taking away someone's civil liberties. Hi, supervisors. My name is Bridget Brown. I'm a mental health advocate here in San Francisco. And I just want you to know that I don't think this conservatorship, because all it's doing is taking away the rights of people like me and others who don't have a voice here today to speak for themselves. And I want you to know that I believe something needs to be done, but I don't think conservatorship, this, what is it, SB 1045 is going to cut it. It's taking away their freedom to decide for themselves their medical decisions, their financial decisions, how they live their life, where they live. So supervisors were worried about that. So it sounded like people had some pretty major concerns about this bill and about San Francisco moving forward. Did they say where they were going to put people? I mean, we're talking about 50 to 100 people estimated that can impact. But where are they going to put all these people? It wasn't clear where they were going to put the people. Uh, They didn't state it explicitly at the press conference. But something that activists are worried about is that they would be in wards that are outside the city, outside the county. Why are they so concerned about that? I believe because the city hasn't been totally upfront with where they're going to put these people. I don't think that Activists have a lot of faith that the city has enough resources or has enough availability to serve all the people that they would be putting away. Do you know what homeless advocates say should be done instead of conservatorship? My name is Claudia Center. I'm with the ACLU's Disability Rights Program. Homeless advocates are saying San Francisco needs to clean up its act in terms of providing help for people who are homeless and who are mentally ill in terms of voluntary services. I think we do generally reliably offer voluntary crisis intervention services. What we don't reliably voluntarily offer is a bridge into long-term supports, such as a um, path to step-down beds or to long-term permanent supported housing. So we have a bridge to nowhere. They say that people are waiting 
for a really long time for housing or shelter for just kind of basic amenities. Instead of putting resources into conservatorship, the city should put resources into providing voluntary services for people um, so that they can, you know, if they're waiting in line for a shelter bed, they can get a shelter bed more easily. If they need mental health treatment, that they can get mental health treatment more easily so that we don't have to, you know, end up with people using conservatorship as a solution. That's interesting. So advocates are saying, basically, we have the resources available. They're just not being used efficiently. Right, exactly. To keep in mind with conservatorship is that this is a small subset of San Francisco. You know, this is like 40, you know, that the city kind of has said about 42 people right now are uh, people who have experienced at least eight 5150 holds and they would be eligible to be conserved. 42 people is not a lot when you think about that there are approximately 4,000 people who are experiencing homelessness, mental health issues, and substance use disorder in San Francisco. What do you think that this debate uh, says about where San Francisco's at when it comes to helping people suffering from mental health on the streets? Like people that I feel like we all see, anybody who lives here or works here has seen somebody like this who needs help. You know, we're at a really tough point where the city wants to help. The city wants to take responsibility for some of the people that are out on the street and wants to step in. But people are worried that the city's going too far, um, that the city is not providing services, voluntary services, and the city is overstepping by committing people to treatment that don't want to be there. I think what this story says to me, too, is like everybody wants people who are suffering to get help on the street, but nobody really knows how to go about it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like when you see somebody who's who's suffering from mental illness on the street, you feel like something needs to be done. Somebody should be doing something for for this person. And conservatorship seems like one way to go about it. But hearing that these people's civil liberties and and decision-making for themselves are going to be taken away, clearly that's a, that's like a, a shocking thing to hear. But these are, this is where we're at right now. Definitely. We feel helpless. We feel like, you know, as, as people walking on the street, we, we don't know what to do. We don't know how to help. The five-year pilot program would place people into some type of clinically appropriate housing after someone's been placed in the conservatorship. Mayor London Breed appointed three people to the city's conservatorship task force, which is responsible for overseeing the program. The Board of Supervisors still needs to name its appointees to the 12-member board. That group plans to meet for the first time later this month. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for The Bay. Talk to you Friday. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hi there, I'm Randa Abdel-Fattah from Throughline. 
If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.